Tiger tailgating here on WWL, AMFMN.com. Herb Tyler taking the Saturday off. He's up there visiting his daughter in Atlanta, Georgia. So it's me for the next two hours, two and a half hours, leading you up to LSU and Arkansas, the official pregame show of the LSU Sports Radio Network, coming up at 4.30 with Chris Blair and the voice of the Tiger, the voice of the Tigers, I should say. Phone lines are open at 504-260-1870. Text 870-870. By the way, before we get rolling, Happy birthday, Marines. 1775, November 10th, is when the Marine Corps was born. So happy birthday to the Marines. Also, early shout-out, happy Veterans Day tomorrow to all you veterans. You guys are certainly my heroes and our heroes at WWL. So make sure tomorrow or today you see a veteran, show them some love, make sure you thank them for, the, for Veterans Day and for serving our country. 20 years ago today, 21 years ago today, actually, is when I shipped to Paris Island on the birthday to go into the Marines. My journey began. LSU in Arkansas tonight at 630 right here on WWL. Larry Holder covers LSU and the Saints for the Athletic. Larry, how are you, man? Good, Christian. How are you, bud? Good. Um, well, let's start with this one. It's all going to be about the rebound, right, uh, Larry? I mean, this is, can they come off a, a loss to Alabama? And under Coach O, they've never lost a game after losing a game. Yeah, and I think that's kind of the backdrop here. Uh, look, LSU, uh, lots of expectation on their part, thinking that they were going to be able to go in the Tiger Stadium, possibly upend Alabama. And, of course, uh, that couldn't have been further from what had happened. Uh, they were certainly dominated up front both sides of the ball. But – you go into this matchup, and at least the backdrop, if you're looking silver lining for sure for LSU, uh, Ed Ogeron has always uh, gotten his team over uh, a little bit of a disappointment, and they've been able to go win games. And I feel like even – let's even just look at this year, not even after a loss, we've seen him be able to do that after big wins. So I think that's, uh, say, uh, when they rebounded after uh, beating Georgia – they were able to get the job done against Mississippi State. So I think that's kind of a kudos to Ed Ogeron and his staff as well. But, yeah, you go up to Arkansas, everybody in that practice facility this week understands that they're a better football team, understands that everyone expects them to win and win significantly even after what happened against Alabama. So I'm curious to see, though, we're talking 18 to 22, 23-year-olds, uh, players here, so you, you never know kind of what just happens. And of course, it's not like they're going to go play in a sauna. It's going to be brisk in Fayetteville. <laughs> so I'm curious to see how they handle all this. It's brisk down here in South Louisiana, that's for sure. Uh, so you know it's going to be a lot cooler up there in Fayetteville. And Larry, at number seven, after the loss to uh, Alabama, they slipped to number seven. If they went out and win ten games. Could you see the selection committee, if some things happen in Notre Dame and if some things happen in front of them, could you see the committee with this resume putting them in the, in the college football playoffs with, two, with just two losses? I feel like several things need to happen. But it's, we've seen LSU be fortunate in the past in the BCS system where things happen and they're able to slip in there. But, I mean, it's going to take Michigan losing – going to take Notre Dame certainly losing and it's uh, two losses we have we've seen that happen sure I mean look LSU won a national championship with two losses I mean it's happened before not even just in a final four but in a final two scenario so I, I think it just goes to show you 
how much the committee values Alabama. The fact that LSU only drops from three to seven, and they're above plenty of one-loss teams. Uh, and, you know, it's something that uh, you have to, at least if you're an LSU fan, recognize if you're disappointed, oh, my gosh, well, they lost Alabama again, they have two losses. you got to recognize that uh, LSU's played a great resume. Uh, they've beaten plenty of teams. Heck, they beat Georgia, and now they're above them. In, in these, they spanked uh, Georgia. Rankings. They didn't just beat them. They spanked them, Larry. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they. I mean, they, they definitely uh, beat them up badly in Tiger Stadium. And so it's. Uh, I think that's kind of one feather in their cap if they get there. But I'm <sighs> – I just feel like, say, if there's still a one-loss team lurking, say like West Virginia is still a one-loss team, I think they're going to jump LSU. Uh, you know, maybe like a Washington State, if they make that run. I still think, and if they win their conference and all this, I think in the end they're going to get jumped. So you're going to need lots of help for LSU. But that being said, uh, they can certainly go to a major bowl game. I mean, the Sugar Bowl is not out of the realm of possibility. The Fiesta Bowl is not out of the realm of possibility. And uh, I think if you're an LSU fan uh, and you look at yourself realistically in the mirror, you got to say this is a very, very, very good season that we didn't see coming if they can get to one a bowl like that or even just, a New, just you know, a New Year's Six Bowl. I think it would be a, a very good season. Our Blue Runner Foods opinion poll online for you at www.com. Which are, win are you more confident in, LSU over Arkansas or Saints over the Bengals? Cast your vote online at www.com or call us at 504-260-1870, text 870-870. Larry Holder of The Athletic covers the Saints and the LSU Tigers for The Athletic, at Larry Holder on Twitter. And, Larry, are you up there in Cincinnati right now? I am here, yes. I am in Cincinnati. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, – it's a little chilly up here, too. <laughs> I would imagine so. It's, uh, yeah, yeah. But, uh, no, and uh, I'll just do my on-air vote on the poll, and I'll say uh, I, I'm i thinking LSU-Arkansas is an easier win than Saints-Bengals, even though I, I feel like both teams are going to win. But if you want to go on, the, on, on y'all's website and do a little click and, like, make a I'll little Larry it. Holder and just make a click, that's my vote. All right, I'll do that. I'm doing that right now. A little click, little click for Larry, a little click. From right uh, now. JoJo the monkey boy, your boy, your <laughs> alias. We want to tell that story, huh? Yeah, so, all right, I'll do it. So when um, when Larry was working for his previous employer, um, he – You can't he, mention a name. You can mention a name. Give me Nola. a Nola.com. Nola.com. Right. You can do it. <laughs> anyway, so uh, when Larry was working at Nola.com covering the Saints, we'd all be in the Saints uh, media room, and mm-hmm. he, that's when that's when the, the, the chats were so popular, and it was all digital. It wasn't the video chats that we do now. That is the the wave of the media now. So I used to get in there and hijack. Uh, this was so, so 2012. So 2012. Oh yeah, yeah. No, this was. I think this was like 10 and 11. I I don't. Anyway, so I used to get in there. Whatever. This is when Brian Alley Walsh was with you, um, and mm. I used to pose questions that were just off the wall questions from from uh, a, an alias called JoJo the Monkey Boy, and I have no idea why I chose that handle, but I just did. It was uh, it was fun. It was always entertaining. You you learned to kind of just. Uh, dismiss it pretty quickly, but Brian Alley Walsh sometimes would 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 entertain it and be like, "Gosh, this JoJo the Monkey guy is really getting on my nerves." He would say it right there in the in the, in the uh, media room. It was funny. Oh well, that's like other people, like uh, our good buddy who used to work at WWL TV, uh, Bradley Hanwerger, would go in and start dropping algebraic equations in the uh, in the <laughs> chat stream, and I'm like, "I'm not, I'm not having any of this." I, I ditched algebra in high school. I'm out of this, but. Uh, 
<laughs> so, oh, boy, Christian, you and me can go off a tangent, can't we? Yeah, I know. Yeah, we can. Let's get back on track here. LSU and Arkansas, we talked about the rebound. Could they end up pulling up in the, uh, you know, going to the college football playoffs with two losses? If they went out, though, Larry, that would be three straight wins, ten, I mean, three consecutive wins in a row, ten for the season, far exceeding everybody's expectations surrounding this team. And I think you could make the argument that Coach O would be the college football coach of the year. It depends on who else kind of sneaks in there. Uh, you know, like, I mean, it's, let's say Brian Kelly and, and Jim Harbaugh get their teams up there. I think Brian Kelly would be a candidate. I don't know. Uh, but, but look, I, I certainly think – The point he, being is he, that he's he, overachieving the, the, the expectations for his team, clearly. He was projected right, to win seven right. games this year. Right, exactly. And, uh, yeah, and I think it's uh, – and it's one of the reasons why I really liked Joe Burrow. He said on Monday that, you know, they could go 10-2, and two, and he just looked at everyone in the room and said, no, no one in this room would have expected us to go 10-2. and two. And he's absolutely right. I mean, no one could – no chance anyone would, would have thought that. And beating teams like at Auburn, uh, Miami, beating up Georgia, you know, it, it's no one – no way anyone would have thought that. So, look, you got to give – on credit, and yet he's still got to get better. I mean, the program's got to get better. You know, the expectation isn't even 10-2 and is great, but LSU has built a, a, an expectation, uh, thanks to Nick Saban, <laughs> for, to win national championships. And so now that's who they're competing with. And so uh, they know that uh, uh, that they've got to get better. And I still think it's it's pretty telling, and you can kind of see it from two angles when after the game last week, and it's it, it kind of opened my eyes quickly as soon as he said how he he, he called out the offensive line and defensive line said they got to get better recruits. So that's a double edged sword. On one, we all know it's true and it's honesty, but two, you kind of throwing players under the bus, and what do recruits think? Oh, am I going to get thrown under the bus? So it's a it's a dicey uh, sword there. But I do think that if they go ten and two, uh, if anyone has any problem with it, it was wrong. Uh, they gotta they gotta uh, think a little deeper because they're fooling themselves. Because that would be a, a really good season. It's Tiger tailgating here on LSU Saturday. Tigers taking on Arkansas in Fayetteville. Larry Holder's our guest at Larry Holder on Twitter, covering the LSU Tigers and the New Orleans Saints for the Athletic. We'll continue here. On WWLAMFMN.com. Larry, how you like that? We're beaming back, man. Uh, we're like Star Trek, you know? Larry Holder hmm, of the Athletic. Star, Star Trek. I'm, uh, I'm more of a Star Wars type of guy. Not a that's Star why Trek. I like you. Yeah, that's why I like you. I'm a Star Wars guy myself. <laughs> Larry Holder of the Athletic covers LSU and the Saints. And shifting gears quickly, Larry, Des Bryant tears his uh, Achilles heel, or Achilles tendon, I should say. He's on injured reserve. A, a quick 24-hour stint pretty much with the Saints. I'm wondering, and I think this will be, uh, we'll have to see this as uh, as history uh, moves on, which fans have a Des Bryant jersey? It will be one of the most obscure jerseys in the history of the Saints. And uh, someone uh, admitted it on Twitter that he had one, and I said, wear it till it shreds, because I'd be proud of it just to have it. But no, it's uh, you know, but in all seriousness, it's it's unbelievable uh, that this were to happen. Second day of practice, uh, like some expectations were there with him, but still the element of unknown, how is he going to fit in? So, uh, hey, it's it's almost like 
you could be bummed, and yet, oh, by the way, the Saints are back at square one. They've won seven in a row and have one of the best offenses in the NFL. It, it never had to happen with Des Bryant. So it, uh, do I think that they go out and address wide receiver again? I think they should. I think they will. Uh, to me, and I, look, this is just me talking. I, I think Brandon Marshall makes a lot of sense. They worked him out as part of that group. Uh, same sort of uh, veteran uh, and same sort of kind of build uh, maybe as a, as a Des Bryant. And so, but I'm curious to see uh, where they go from there if they if they don't go in that direction. But uh, it, just a weird, wacky week. And, and Christian, I, you probably agree. I thought this week would be an say in our eyes, media business working wise, this would have been a pretty hung ho week, you know, nothing too crazy. And uh-huh. then this has just been like a wild, crazy week that I, I, I came out of nowhere. Yeah, I mean, when you consider coming off of what we were talking about last week, leading up to LSU, Alabama, Saints and Rams, and then, you know, we, we saw the results. And then, you know, you're playing the Bengals for the Saints. That isn't a, you know, you play them every four years, so it's not a huge uh, rivalry at all for the Saints. And, yeah, and, and what figured to be a bit of a yeah, blah kind of kind of week turned into holy cow. <laughs> Look at the news that's coming out. Des Bryant signs the next day. He tears his Achilles. So it was, it was certainly a wild week. And um, what do you think of typical Sean Payton on on uh, you know on Friday um, at his press conference? I don't think he mentioned one iota of a word about Des Bryant. Uh, and then all of a sudden starts breaking about four thirty five o'clock yesterday that he did and did indeed. Uh, tear his Achilles tendon. Shifting gears back to the LSU Tigers, uh, you, you mentioned Joe Burrow, and in particular the the defensive lines and offensive lines for LSU. And against Arkansas, this is a team that yeah, yeah they hung thirty points on on Alabama, but this is a team that is still trying to find their way. There's no reason why LSU should struggle against this team. There's no reason why, and yet look, like I said uh, in, in our previous segment. This is a different team. You know, we could talk about how Ed Ogeron rallies the team after a loss, uh, and he's undefeated as an LSU coach after a loss, but this is a different team. And, you know, you mentioned Joe Burrow, and, again, I appreciate his honesty. He said, look, last week in the fourth quarter, they were down because they knew basically it was over. Now, can they overcome that? I think uh, that they understand, even Rashard Lawrence was saying this after the game, too, they understand that they can go to a big-time bowl game. And honestly, if they win out, they can go, say, play a Rashard Lawrence, who this could, if he goes in the NFL draft, this could be the best bowl game he plays in. So I think there's a lot of kids on that team who understand that. And not everyone wins a national championship. I mean, that's just the nature of college football. So you get to the biggest, best place you can. And I think uh, that they're striving to do that. So like, but you know, it's it's going to be cold in Fayetteville. It's cold. And so how can they respond to that? Uh, and yet you and me can look at it uh, without any kind of uh, bias, which we wouldn't even have anyway. But LSU's better than Arkansas basically everywhere. So it would be a big upset, even though it's at Fayetteville. If, if LSU were to fall, I, I think then you're going to be starting, oh, all right, maybe we have a little, some questions. So, even though you feel like LSU's a big favorite, it's still something to watch to see, all right, how does this team handle itself? And because a lot of these players that are on LSU's team right now, they're certainly going to be back next year. Larry, in about 60 seconds, um, shifting gears back to the Saints, do you feel like 
this game is the proverbial trap game, or you think that this team is different because of how hyper-focused they've been and how they've been able to manage things and also the leadership? I'd call it a trap game if the Bengals were 0-8, but they're 5-3. and And even though Carolina lost, they know they've got – they're not just looking at Carolina, they're looking at the Rams now. They, they've got to uh, keep tabs with them and, and stay above them if they want home field. So I don't think this is a trap game at all. I don't think any game this year the rest of the way, even with Tampa, since they lost to them, their schedule – They've got some tough tests, and so I don't think there's any such thing as a trap game. And, oh, by the way, last year we saw plenty of potential trap games. Didn't happen. This team is even more prepared for that this year. Larry Holder covers the Saints and LSU Tigers for The Athletic, at Larry Holder on Twitter. Larry, go get yourself some, some chili up there in Cincinnati, man, and go enjoy the game tomorrow. We're coming back Bye, for – Jojo the monkey boy. All right, coming back for Jerry next here on WWL Tiger Tailgating. Welcome back, Tiger Tailgating. LSU and the Hogs getting going in Fayetteville at 630 tonight, right here on WWL. Phone lines are open at 504-260-1870. Text 870-870. That's where we find Jerry in Laplace. What's going on, Jerry? You're on WWL. Hey, Chris John. Hey, what's going on, man? Hey, you know what, brother? Uh, look, I just wanted to sound off with Dez and the injury. I mean, I hate it happened to him, uh, especially, you know, because he's on our team now. Um, but I would like to say I didn't like the move for various reasons. Um, I know Coach Payton and the experts, they know what they're doing most of the time, or I'd say about 98% of the time. But I didn't like the move, and I just think that this might be an omen that's going to be in our favor on this one. Uh, I, I just think that we got the personnel to be Cincinnati and also to go the rest of the year. I just think that uh, we got a few receivers we need to relook at and a few schemes that I'm sure they will. I think we got the personnel to get the job done. Well, Jerry, I'll tell you this. There's a reason they went out there and they felt like they needed to upgrade the wide receiver core because right. you lost. Now, this is the this is the fifth wide receiver the Saints have put on injured reserve this year, but right. you lost Ted Kinn Jr. and you lost right. Tommy Lee Lewis, and you also, right. um, you know, now Dez is on, is on injured reserve. So, and you know, and Cam Meredith is also on injured reserve. Right. So they're right. going to have to go out there, Jerry, and add another yeah. veteran player because uh, the numbers I, tell you to. Hold yeah. on, hold on one second, Jerry. Hold on. Okay. And, and I, I'm not going to be surprised at all if they go out there again and try to sign another veteran next week. But right, and this right. came I down agree. to the fact that this came down to the fact that. Teams were starting to double Alvin Kamara and Mike Thomas at the same time, and they weren't getting enough production from a guy like Traquan Smith or others. So they felt right. like down the road in the play, in the playoffs, they didn't want to have that opportunity for an opponent to take away both of those players and have no answer for them. Right, right. I agree with that, Christian. And, and look, and, and I'm sure they will. Um, but one thing about Traquan Smith, I, I see him progressing and coming on. Um I was, the only thing that I look at him, and you could tell me if you agree, he's young, of course, and he's he's made some good key uh, plays that helped us in the last two games. But I think one of the things where experience will check in with him is looking back to see what coverage is on uh, Drew and what his blocks are to see if he might need to break his route to get more open uh, for Drew 
and he's got to be faster. That's why I think, uh, you know, Michael Thomas has such great success because of his experience. He's able to break out, get out there, and he kind of looks back to see what the coverage is on Drew. And uh, also he knows how to break that route to get an open lane for Drew to throw. What do you think about that? Well, I think that certainly Traquan Smith, Jerry, thanks for the phone call, is, is, is a maturing player and a player that's growing and, and starting to contribute. But it's a rookie, and the Saints are not going to rely on a rookie to be the, the, the answer to opposite of uh, Michael Thomas or the another weapon opposite of uh, Alvin Kamara. It, it's kind of like a luxury. Hey, we're going to bring him along, but he's not going to be the guy they don't think in his rookie year that they're going to depend on. And I think it's smart to not depend on a rookie, nothing against Traquan Smith, but they want somebody that's been that's battle-tested, that's been through certain coverage, that's seen some things in the NFL, played significant snaps in significant games in the NFL. They don't want to leave that to chance. Jerry, thanks for the phone call. Uh, we're going to step away. We're going to break a little early. We'll come back with the voice of the Hogs momentarily. Chuck Barrett, we'll have him next. We sat down with him, me, Bobby, and Deuce back on Wednesday. This is Tiger Tailgating here on WWL. Previewing LSU and Arkansas tonight at 630 right here on WWL. Welcome back to Tiger Tailgate. And I'm Christian Garrick. Earlier in the week, me, the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Hebert, and Deuce McAllister had a chance to sit down with Chuck Barrett, the voice of the Arkansas Razorbacks football team. Here it is. Take a listen. Behind enemy lines now brought to you by Acadian Windows, the official window company of the Houdat Nation. Chuck Barrett, the voice of the Arkansas Razorbacks <coughs> football team. Chuck, how are you? Thanks for the uh, the time and the insight. Well, it's a pleasure to be with you guys. I'm a big fan, so it's a thrill for me. Nice. Chuck, this is uh, LSU taking on Arkansas. The Tigers are coming off. Uh, a devastating loss or a heartbreaking loss to Alabama in which they didn't score a single point. It hasn't necessarily gone the way of Arkansas this year. Uh, that program's still trying to find themselves a little bit. But uh, does, this, does this have a, a makings, you think, of a bit of a letdown game for LSU because of the way everything you know, kind of unfolded against Alabama? You know, it's always been an interesting matchup. There have been years when LSU was, was decidedly better in terms of personnel. And this may be one of those years when – you know, Arkansas has given LSU good ball games in years when they probably shouldn't have. And, and I, I think the hope from an Arkansas perspective is that, you know, number one, you're, you're, you're healed up to a great extent after the open date. And, you know, Arkansas fans love playing LSU the Friday after Thanksgiving. They miss having that ball game. But the trade-off is you get LSU after Alabama, and you generally, or at least this year, have an open week prior to that, if, you know, if you're Arkansas. So, um, if Arkansas is going to have a last stand, I think this is going to be it, the last home game. So um, if they've got that in them, I think we'll see it Saturday night. Now, uh, Chuck, when you look at uh, coaching decisions and and obviously you look at both sides of the ball, uh, Chad Morris uh, going with uh, former LSU defensive coordinator, uh, Coach Chavis, chief. Uh, boy, I, I don't know. How can he keep his job when you look how their defense has struggled uh, what the Hogs have allowed 34 points in six of the seven losses, uh, giving up 34 points a game. Uh, you look at total defense, 413 yards on and on. But so, what is your take on Coach Chavis? You know, hot seat. I guess could you put a coordinator on a hot seat or what? I don't think he's on the hot seat. Um, you know, the numbers that, that that you just read out about Arkansas's defense. I think if you go through the last five six years, you'd find similar numbers. And I think at some point there's got to be the realization that may not be the coordinator, particularly a guy who's in there in his first year. I, I think Chief inherited a bare cupboard, and, and I don't know how else to put it. And um, I think that, you know, two or three years from now, after they've recruited their players, two or three years from now they're giving up 34 points a ball game. Yeah, he's on the hot seat, no doubt about it. 
But right now they're playing the hand they've been dealt. And, you know, this was a team that was 1-7 and seven in conference play a year ago, and that's why the coach got fired. If you were good defensively, the coach wouldn't have gotten fired. So I don't think you can lay this at the feet of Chief. Um, again, I, I, I think he's playing the hand that he's been dealt. When you look at it, I think Chad has recruited really well um, up to this point, and I think that's going to pay off. He's going to get the right players in to be able to run his offense. But, you know, for a stretch there, particularly against Alabama, they were putting up points, you know, against everybody um, for a stretch there. It looked like they were really picking up uh, Chad's offense. Do you feel like that that is the case? I know their quarterbacks have been kind of banged up and has this bye week come at a good time for them to try to get some of those uh, injured guys back? You know, they got better offensively, have gotten better offensively as the year's gone along. They've not always been real consistent, even as they've gotten better. They've had games like they did against Alabama where they put some points on the board. And then they've had other ball games where they've, they've, uh, they've struggled to score. The, the, you know, the thing this team can't do, because they don't have the ability to cover it up, is, is turn the ball over. Um, they can't survive that. And I think if you look at the ball games where they've struggled to put points on the board, that's the common denominator. But, you know, I, I think that in many respects, um, the offense kind of embodies the entire team. They weren't very good at the beginning of the year. And um, they've hung in there. And I'm not going to sit here and tell, or tell you that they're world beaters now. But when they are good, they can put points on the board. The issue has been consistency. And the issue has been hanging on to the football. How, how, how fired up do you think that crowd is going to be? It looks like it's going to be right around 30, 30 ish, low 30s as far as degrees. <laughs> and then we know, it's, we know it's senior night. And how fired up do you think that crowd is going to be? Well, if the team's playing well, they'll be fired up. It can be 30 degrees, and, and you don't feel a thing when your team's playing well. If your team's not playing well, it can feel like it's 10 below. And, I've seen it go both ways. Um, you know, I, I remember a cold night when Arkansas played really, really well against LSU. And, uh, but there have been some cold nights where they've not played as well. Um, I know LSU is really good this year, and, and Arkansas is going to have to put out its best effort of the year to have a chance to win. Chuck Barrett, voice of the Arkansas Razorbacks football team, LSU and Arkansas this Saturday in Fayetteville at 6.30. Bobby's got another one for you, Chuck. Now, uh, Chuck, you know, rivalries and all that, you look like – LSU and the SEC East with Florida, what that's become. And we talked about LSU, Alabama. I know when I was a little boy, LSU, Ole Miss. And uh, when you look at uh, Arkansas being a part of, you look, uh, I'm old enough to remember Southwest Conference. I mean, even Richard Nixon uh, going to the game. I think there were one and two, Arkansas and Texas. And then so you look at now, uh, I guess, trying to make it a rivalry, playing for the boot, that being Arkansas and uh, LSU. Wouldn't, from a logistics standpoint, wouldn't it be more – I guess, or maybe relationships that uh, Arkansas and Missouri maybe would be more of a rivalry than uh, LSU and Arkansas. It just seems like the boot is more important to Arkansas than LSU. Well, I think it was initially. I, I don't think there's any question about that. Um, I think when you look at some of the scores in the games, frankly, I, I, I think it's been evident that it's perhaps more important to Arkansas. But I – I do think this is, is that, you know, in Arkansas's case, it kind of depends which border you live on. If you live in southern Arkansas, <laughs> right. LSU's the rival. If you live in eastern Arkansas, it's Ole Miss. If you live in northern Arkansas, it's Missouri. So they are trying to create a rivalry. Missouri's doing with Arkansas kind of like Arkansas did with LSU, buying a, or, you know, creating a trophy, um, <laughs> you know, giving the game a name, and here we go. And 
Arkansas is experiencing that a little bit because, very frankly, the Missouri-Arkansas game right now is more important to Missouri than it is to Arkansas, just like I think for years our, this game was more important to Arkansas than it, uh, you know, than it is to LSU. It's a rivalry when both teams win. It's not a rivalry right. when only one team wins. Chuck Barrett, voice of the Arkansas Razorbacks football team at Hog Radio Voice on Twitter. Thanks for stopping by. We certainly appreciate it. All right, gentlemen, thank you for having me. All right, there you go. There was the uh, voice of the Arkansas Razorbacks, Chuck Barrett. We'll step away and come back here. Your phone call is next on Tiger Tailgating on WWLAMFM.com. All right, welcome back. Tiger Tailgating. Jump in the conversation at 504-260-1870. Text 870-870. Are you confident in an LSU rebound win today over Arkansas? Double-digit favorites are the Tigers over the Hogs. To the phones we go. Keith, what's going on, Keith, on a cell phone? You're on WWL. Yeah, Christian, I just had some questions. I caught kind of like the tail end that uh, that um, Des Bryant had been injured. Can you give me some details on that? Yes, on the practice field yesterday, he ruptured his Achilles tendon, and he has now subsequently been placed on injured reserve. So is he going to be out for the rest of the season? Yes. Oh, that's terrible. Undoubtedly. Undoubtedly. When you tear that ligament, you're, it's a year recovery, if not longer. Mm, that's terrible. Yeah, on LSU tonight, um, I think it's just my personal opinion, they're going to have a struggling game. They may win, but I think they're going to struggle. It's not going to be a big blowout. Uh, well, you would hope they don't struggle. Um, I mean, Arkansas, Arkansas has given up a ton of points all year long. They can score at times, but this team, this team is is way better, far better than um, than Arkansas. Yeah, I know what you're saying, but it's just my opinion that they're going to have a struggling game and it's not going to be a blowout. That's just my opinion on it. I got you, Keith. Thanks for the phone call. Going to Walter online too. What's going on, Walter? You're on you Tiger Tailgate on WWL. Hey, good afternoon, y'all. I got a question. My son and I are sitting here having a discussion, and. He is an LSU. He goes to LSU. He's home for the weekend right now. But we were talking about um, standings for the playoffs. I'm going to hang up, but I want him to listen as well. Does LSU have a chance as far as um, in the playoff standings? And if so, I know they got a lot of teams to beat. But do they at least have a chance? I'm going to hang up and listen. Well, do they have a chance? I guess. But they need a lot of things that, to go their way. I mean, you're talking about Michigan and Notre Dame would have to lose. Uh, LSU would have to continue to win out, and also uh, West Virginia. If they continue to win, do they leapfrog uh, LSU? Depends on the scenario. Do they have a chance? Sure they do. It would be the first time, though, in the college football playoff format that a two-loss team made it to the Final Four. So that's that's it in a, in a nutshell. Uh, a lot of things have to happen. John on line three. Go ahead, John. You're on WWL. Oh, no, my name's Sean, and I was just calling about that LSU game, man. Tigers are looking real good, real, real, real good, better than anybody. That loss. Alabama last week, that was a fluke. <laughs> I'm telling everybody. It was Sean, a fluke. come on, Sean. You're smarter than that. You can't call that 29 to nothing domination of LSU a fluke. Come on. They didn't lose. <laughs> they didn't lose oh, no, to no, Troy, I, no. okay? They got beat by the best team in the country. Well, what happened, what had happened was they, um, they, anytime, I'm, hey, hold on, Sean. Anytime you have to preface something or qualify something with what had, what had happened, it usually means it's not a good thing. So go ahead. Did we lose Sean? All right, he's gone. I mean, to say it's a fluke, come on. Alabama doesn't fluke win any, against anybody. 
My goodness. A fluke win would be like Troy. You could say Troy beating LSU could be a fluke win. Valdosta State beating Ohio State, that would be a fluke win. Come on, Alabama dominated last week. That's just plain and simple. LSU's not there yet. They're not at that level yet. They should get there, though. Phone lines are open at 504-260-1870. Text 870-870. Will LSU win today? Will they rebound against the Arkansas Razorbacks? For me, this is simple. I said it. The only way LSU loses this game is if, you know, um, they turn a ball over two times, hit, commit double-digit penalties, and make silly mistakes. That, that, they're that much better than Arkansas. And I, I like the chip on their shoulder. I like LSU after a loss. You heard Coach O say before, ultimately, they play better when they're mad. He coaches better when they're mad. Jeff Palermo coming up next here on Tiger Tailgating on WWLAMFMN.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.